he said it because of his wet blanket energy. <laughs> unhinged. Welcome back to She's All Batch. I'm Stephanie. And I'm Jackie. You like what I did there? I changed I up did. the beginning. You're just keeping everyone <laughs> on their toes. I know. You never know what I'm going to say in the intro <laughs> because we don't care if you're here for the right reasons. We're just happy that you're here. Exactly. So sit back, relax, come join us as we Whoa. talk shit about our favorite show. Whoa. <laughs> you didn't see that one coming, did you? I, I really didn't. All right, guys, let's creep. Okay, so obviously everyone's talking about the Sydney versus Maria saga, but more stuff has come out since last week's episode. First and foremost, Ashley, I, and Jared have come out and defended Sydney because they're actually friends with her in real life. Oh. So Ashley took to her Instagram after episode three aired. Mm-hmm. And she shared a picture of her, Sydney, and Jill Chin, who we've also had on the podcast, and they're like out to lunch. And she writes, please be kind to our friend, Sydney. Sometimes you just have to have been there to understand why people made the moves that they did. Hmm. Now, what's your initial reaction to that? Because I have thoughts on that defense. My initial reaction is like it's giving producers are behind something. And especially because we know the relationship that Ashley has with the show, she's never going to flat out say, Hey guys, all is not what it seems. I'm sure Sydney was being prompted to say certain things, blah, blah, blah. But this to me is very cryptic. I don't think what it's leading to is, oh, Maria said all this crazy stuff that didn't make air. Because if she did, then like, why wouldn't it make air? This to me is giving Sydney is somehow being prompted by producers to pick a fight with Maria for a plot. Okay, so interesting that you're saying the producer angle because that is the one thing I'm not seeing in many arguments here. Like everyone's like, like obviously Sydney's a mean girl. She's making something out of nothing, which I agree. For what we were shown, mm-hmm. she is making something out of nothing. But like, why are we all pretending like what we're shown is exactly what happened at right, face value? Exactly. What I think Ashley's comment is is like, hey, my girlfriend's telling me producers like manipulated the shit out of her and said. If you don't want to be kicked off the show, you need to go up to Joey and say this, which is very likely that that could have happened. I agree. Absolutely. I am Teen Maria always and forever. Mm -hmm. I've never, like, really gravitated towards a contestant as much as I have with Maria. I don't care for Sydney, but I don't, like, hate her like this. Like, the world seems to be, like, really, really ragging on this girl as if we have no prior knowledge that producers are evil geniuses. Like, we all hated Crystal, we all hated Shanae, and then when they went to Paradise, they were two beloved people that got great edits. So I just feel like the fan base can be really fickle, and I'm confused why we can't see through it by this point. I agree, and I but I do think, too, like, the majority of, I feel like we talk about this all the time, even just when it comes to, like, life as a podcaster and, and people writing things and pushback about anything, I think there's a very small group of very loud people that are incredibly mm. fickle, um, but I think the majority of the people watching the show know this. It's not even just our podcast. I feel like this kind of stuff has been exposed so much over the years that I think most people know. It's just like a small group of crazy people who just like live to bully people on the internet. And I don't understand why they don't have a life. Because like, I can think that Sydney should go home. And I do. And like we, I'm, we're going to be recapping episode four later this episode. So this is being recorded before. Mm -hmm. So like if Sydney does something crazy in episode four, don't count this conversation towards that. But like, I don't think that means that she's this like horrible person that should be getting 
death threats. And, no. and people are now getting mad at Jared and Ashley, though, for defending her. So Jared, um, he sometimes joins in on Almost Famous with Ben and Ashley. And I want to play um, a little clip of what Jared said in her defense. First and foremost, obviously, we're friends with Sydney. If anybody is like, oh, you're just defending your friend. Yeah, we're, we're defending our friend. Sorry if we're going to try to defend friends. Don't come on here and just like say stuff that like sugarcoat it. I do think that Sydney was trying to do the right thing by sticking up for her friends. I'm sure Maria has been mean to some girls. That doesn't give Sydney the right to like continue to harp on it, which it feels like she was doing. I was hoping that she would know better than to like continue to go to The Bachelor and like talk about this other girl because it's like, oh, no, like let it go. The annoying part is like the whole thing is just annoying. Like, that's what I feel. That's what I said. I was like, she's annoying and cringy, but like, I don't think she's mean. Who is that last voice? Was that Ashley? Yeah. Oh, that did not sound like her. Interesting. Um, yeah. She's annoying and cringy, but I don't think she's mean. Was that in reference to Sydney or Maria? Yeah. Yeah. Sydney. No, she so she was calling her own fat friend. Like, she's acknowledging she's calling her like, own Cindy, friend annoying and cringy. Cindy. Okay. Yeah, right. But I mean, I guess she has to say, like, you know, call a spade a spade here. Mm -hmm. What I think is interesting is Jared says he's, quote, sure Maria has been mean to some girls. And the only way you could be sure of that is if Sydney is telling you that. And if Sydney's telling you that, she's either completely making it up mm -hmm. or stuff has happened that we didn't see on air. Right. Both could be true. For sure. I think, though, that's like a, I don't know, I, it just just it does kind of sound like Jared's just like blindly defending his friend, like saying, oh, I'm sure Maria has been mean to some girls. It's like, how are you mm -hmm. sure, Jared? You simply were not there. It's kind right. of like when we were, um, when we met with him at Audrey's, and I remember this was around some sort of Nick drama. When is there not Nick drama? And we asked him for like his two cents, and he's like, my, I don't know what the issue is, but my answer is team Nick always. And it's like, okay, well, you're just saying that because he's right. your friend. Um, but that seems to be like Jared's MO. I think Jared and Ashley wouldn't be getting so much pushback if they just said, like, look, we're friends with her. What she's doing on the show, it's not a good look, and we don't support, like, what we're seeing. But, like, obviously there's more to the story, as is all reality TV, so that's where I'm going to leave it. Yeah. Like, the whole she's not mean, like, if you rewatch it, like, she's, what from what we're seeing, she is being mean. Mm -hmm. So to, like, blindly defend that without giving any context, and, like, I don't know, I feel like Almost Famous references producers. I don't know why Ashley just can't say, like, no one thinks any of this was set up. Why is this fight that no one cares about dragged on this much? Like, there is a reason for that. Yeah, they do reference producers, but I feel like it's it's always, like, a little bit more casual in passing versus, like, if Ashley Iaconetti posted on her story, like, hey, guys, this reeks of producer manipulation. I think that yeah. would really, like, not sit well with the show. I do think, though, they should just toe the line of, like, being like, hey, guys, this is our friend, and no one deserves to be told to, like, go kill themselves on the internet. And, like, that's something I think everyone can just, like, stand behind, regardless of, like, what the actions are. So, like, I think they should lean into that angle. Like, stop trying to defend and be like, oh, there are certain things you're not seeing, blah, blah, blah. If you're not going to fully tell us what we're not seeing, then, like, I kind of don't care your speculation. I think they should just say, like, hey, the bullying should stop because the bullying should stop. There's no reason to ever reach out to someone who you saw on a TV show on the internet and, like, bully them. Get no, it, it really, it makes me so sad. And honestly, I feel like if there's any good that She's All Batch podcast can yeah. spread, I hope the takeaway is, like, that type of behavior. Like, take a step back. If you're the type of person to do those type, I mean, go look at Sydney's page. I have. Yeah. That people are like, I don't even want to repeat it because it's disgusting, but people are being overly ridiculous in the comments. Like, you cannot like her on a show and go about your day. I mean, mm -hmm. even Maria herself. Granted, Maria can't, like, defend Sydney because I think it goes against, like, 
contracts. Yeah. I mean, if it's you can't go against what you're currently seeing as the narrative on the show. But Maria posted a story with a picture of her and Joey. And she said, emotions are high, but please stay positive and kind to everyone involved. That's her way of saying, like, leave Sydney alone. Yeah. It's a fucking TV show. It's not that deep, guys. I caramba. (laughs) Sydney kind of made things worse for herself, though. Did you hear about this gaslighting clip? No. Wait, tell me, tell me. She she posted a gaslighting clip and said, (gasps) like, oh, the definition of gaslighting, and then went into the definition. She did, like, a get ready with me, and she got so much backlash for it that she actually deleted it. Well, so what is she implying? That, like... That, like, Maria Maria was gaslighting gaslighting her. her? Or that she wasn't gaslighting other people. Either way... It's not good. Making a clip... Just, like... I don't I don't know what the answer is for her, but like that probably wasn't the move. No, especially because I feel like there's been so much discourse on the internet and in Bachelor Nation specifically around the use of the term gaslighting and like yeah. what it means and that it is a very purposeful manipulation tactic. And people throw that word around all the time. I think even to just like defend a different point of view or like a disagreement. Like if someone says, oh, you did this and they say, oh, no, I didn't do this. It's like, oh, well, you're gaslighting me. It's like, no, gaslighting is very intentional manipulation. So like to just use that to kind of like blanket statement over every disagreement of like opinion is kind of dangerous because it is like a very heavy term. And then that's been discussed, especially around all the Greg. Greg was using that term at some point. Like this has been a conversation for years. I think she should know better than to like jump to gaslighting hence why she deleted it probably but yeah i mean it clearly didn't get the message across that she wanted it to so she deleted it so i thought i saw a tiktok of this girl who remember the um the mrs right competition and then she does the cheerleading thing and everyone's like it's like crickets in the audience Mm -hmm. and i'm like obviously that was edited obviously that didn't really happen that way i fucking saw a tiktok of a girl who was in the audience oh my god and she said she said that um they made them film like generic reactions Uh, like oh yes and we've we've known this we we did something a while back they do that with the the, women tell all or like the live finale so like okay everyone cheer everyone looks surprised and they get those audience shots before they even go through the filming of the whole episode right so and we've covered that before Mm -hmm. and we made like a funny i feel like it was like a youtube clip or something but i find that fascinating the fact that they do reaction shots so she said in her tiktok i did not react that way to sydney like she's right on camera it pans right to her and she's like i did not react that way they made us say like oh um, or they said to us, oh, pretend you just saw something cringy. Pretend you just saw something bad. Yeah. Act unimpressed. And then they react and then they take that all and they paint whatever fucking narrative they want. And in a different Bachelor world, it could have been Maria or another yeah. person, a, another fan favorite. It just didn't fall that way this time because they are in total control. Like, I don't know. Listen to our interview with Crystal. Yeah. Like, she literally had producers following her into a corner. She's backed up into a corner and then that's when she went and interrupted Ari for the second time and she got so much backlash for like interrupting Ari when he she already had a rose and right girls didn't get to talk to him yet and like and this is my in no way a defense of Sydney it's in defense of like let's be normal humans and realize that we're watching a produced television show of course yes could not agree more one more thing for last week's episode mm-hmm. I need you to address Jackie okay R.I.P. to my uh, DMs Uh, The amount of messages I got about the fucking (laughs) drones. Like, okay, so basically what I've gathered Mm -hmm. is that they were not, it was not CGI, it was drones. Okay. 
So clearly we we were wrong. To be honest, I don't really know what CGI is or drones. I just kind of played along. So I guess that's more information for you than it is for me. I was like, yeah, CGI. What well, is CGI that? is like yeah. like fake. Like what in yeah. movies when they like CGI in like if it's Harry Potter or like a dinosaur movie, they CGI in the dinosaur. It's not real. It's just computer generated image is what it's called. Oh, and honestly, I get that it's drones. I hear you. Mm-hmm. I like this story better if it's CGI. I think it's oh, funnier me too. <laughs> to think to think that Jen and Joey were looking at the sky, just looking screen. at nothing. Yeah, and just like the girl in the audience, they're like, look up into the sky and, and give your reactions, you... right? Yeah, exactly. I'm still not sold. On so. the drones. Also, like, how do you guys know it was drones? Did they say that? I don't think they did. But everyone just collectively is like drones, 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 drones. They didn't say drones. No, I, I think it, <laughs> they didn't say drones. But I think it's like um, people said that they, they've they seen the shows. Oh, uh, you've all seen drone shows before? Interesting, because I've never Every- seen a drone before in my fucking <laughs> life. But Okay. <laughs> Okay, reminder, guys, like, you could you can message Jackie over this, not poor little she's all bad Stephanie. I know, poor Stephanie. At Jackie always... Maroney underscore. I know. It's fine. No, and no one was mean. I pr- I'm not <laughs> no, complaining. No, I know, it's fine. I... It's just funny to me because I feel like, I mean, we know this and our differences in personalities. I can be a little bit more reckless with what I say because I don't get the DMs, and I just think it's funny that I'll just, like, spew out some nonsense, and, like, then Stephanie has to answer to 500 DMs of being like, actually, it's this. And poor you. You're like, I didn't even say that. No, but also, guys, if you sent me a message about the drones, I, I, I welcome it. That that was totally fine. I, I think in the past when it's been that we've gotten negative, sometimes I get the negative for something Jackie says. Yeah. Sometimes in post-production, I say, hey, I think we should take this out. And Jackie will be the one saying, no, fuck that. Keep it in. And I'm like, yes, because you are not a trauma victim. You don't know what right. it's like. To get 500 have DMs. Have you ever got, have you? Sometimes. Gotten, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I get DMs things. every now and then. Um, but like mean? Yeah, sometimes. But I mm-hmm. don't respond to them when they're mean. So joke's on you guys. You can send me a, re- <laughs> a mean DM and I'm not going to respond to it. Because like, why would I give that energy into the world? But yeah, I mean, I think overall we're going to see how, how this plays out in Monday night's episode. Again, we have Dave Neal coming a little bit yeah. later to help me recap the episode. Jackie, do you want to explain why you're going to be sitting this one out? Because it's a little bit of a story. Sure, I can give you guys the log line. Um, I mean, so I think we mentioned this on the podcast in the past few episodes. I'm in LA right now. I normally live in New York, which means me and Stephanie are on the same time zone, and it's way more convenient because Stephanie is still in New York. I'm in LA. I'm here for the whole month because my office, you guys know I have another job, I can work out of LA if I want to, or I can work out of New York. And I was like, oh, I'm going to get out of New York and go to LA for February. Booked an Airbnb. And long story short, I've never had a worse Airbnb experience in my whole life. Booked the first Airbnb was like disgusting, moldy, literally had like shriveled up French fries still in the oven. So we complained to Airbnb and they, they agreed, immediately refunded us, and we booked a new place. The new place, I'm pretty sure, is a scam. We're still trying to like get to the bottom of it. But without getting into it too much, I'm pretty sure it's a scam because we went to go meet the guy for check-in on Sunday night. And we I had been very communicative, like checking in with him literally all day because it was like, okay, we'll meet after like the Super Bowl, blah, 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 all this stuff. And then 10 o'clock at night rolls around and he's nowhere to be found. I'm calling him, calling him, texting him. So we couldn't check into our Airbnb on Sunday. Now it's like midnight. We're like in a car in the middle of Hollywood. We're like, all right, I guess we'll just like check into a hotel and deal with it in the morning. The guy in the morning is now like, um, yeah, so something came up in your place. So I'll just like fully refund you. But keep in mind, this is all over text, not over the Airbnb app. So like no refund has been given yet. So now I'm just trying to like figure out 
So now, so now I'm displaced. I'm in a hotel right now, so I'm safe. Everything's fine. But I've just been going back and forth with Airbnb literally all morning. If any of you guys have, exp have experienced this, they have the worst customer service in America. It takes so long to even get to a person. And then for some reason, I get to a person, I explain the situation to them, and they're like, okay, thank you. My shift is gonna end in about 10 minutes, but I'll pass all this information along to the next person, and they'll give you a call back. And I keep being like, okay, but when? Like, I don't have time. I don't have a place to stay tonight. So, like, when are we figuring this out. So until further notice, I'm just like in this hotel trying to figure out if I'm going to a new Airbnb or what's happening. All of that to say, it's very difficult to coordinate right now to watch the episode in real time and recap immediately right after with Stephanie. So Because, though, ABC won't give us screeners, by right. the way. And that we've, is we've, really the moral of the story that's, here. That's really the problem here. <laughs> Not Airbnb. It's yeah. the fact that ABC won't give us screeners. They don't look at us as, like, people that are making a difference in the reality TV world for some reason. No, no, no. And they we have certainly no are. for what we do. No respect on our name. Yeah. Um. So... so yeah, I'm just kind of like waiting around to see if they call me. I'll probably have to move again tonight. So that's the deal with that. I'm not not watching because I don't want to. Yeah. There's a lot going on over here. And luckily, Dave Neal's great and he's going to help Stephanie recap. I'll be there yes. tomorrow, hopefully. Also, Dave Neal was actually supposed to be in this episode anyway. He was slotted for this episode anyway. It's just extra convenient now that Jackie has a issue that she can't join that I can then recap with Dave. So that's going to be coming up in a little bit, but just wanted to give a little backstory about that. Yeah, and if any of you guys have had any, like, horror story Airbnb experiences or, like, had to get through to them via customer service and, like, what numbers did you call and how did you do it? Because I've <laughs> had such a hard time getting someone to, like, genuinely take me seriously. And it's just like, all right, well, I booked a place through your app that should have been, like, vetted and safe, and now the guy's, like, not showing up and I don't have a place to be. So, like what the actual no, fuck. that's scary. And now I have to rebook something, like, last minute. But of course nothing's available. It's like, how do you go on Airbnb and be like, yeah, I need something for three weeks that's available literally tonight. There's not a lot of good options. They have not yet offered to, like, put us up in somewhere else and just, like, comp the price or, like, be like, oh, we'll pay the difference or whatever. So I don't know what's going to happen, but it's fine. Well, hopefully you'll keep us posted <laughs> in a later episode about your whereabouts so we don't think that you're, like, yeah, I'm sleeping in a box. Yeah, I'm going to an angry TikTok about it Later, so what you guys can do is comment on that Go and like, like it. share yeah, it yeah. and so that it like blows up and gets to Airbnb. Uh, okay, That's what you done. can do. Okay. I'll help you out. Thanks. Um, wait, you you mentioned um, submitting horror stories. Speaking of horror stories, happy Valentine's Day, guys. Yeah. Jackie and I actually just released yesterday a um, bad date horror story episode on our Patreon. And I want to play you guys just a little clip right now so you can get a taste of the types of horror stories that we were reading in this episode. It is such a fun episode. And I really do think like whether you are taken today or you're single or or you're in a situationship or whatever, there's something for everyone in this yeah. episode. So this is like honestly just a little tiny teaser, but I'm going to play it now. It's okay, guys. Everyone poops. We need to stop poop shaking. Okay, everyone poops. Everyone doesn't get diarrhea at TGI Friday and need baby wipes. Okay, but you can't control that. I think where he really messed up was discussing it. He did not have to say that he needed, that he had diarrhea or is that he needed the baby wipes. But like if it happened to him, it happened to him. Right. But couldn't you also say, hey, I'm going to go home. I'm not feeling that good. And then at home, sure. handle your business. Did he want the baby wipes because they were going to continue hanging out? Like, 
You only need to stop for baby wipes if you're going to continue hanging out. Well, maybe Just, he thought he was going to continue hanging out. But what, what is he expecting is going to happen? After you shit your brains out because of mozzarella sticks, you get baby wipes, and now she's going to, like, what, give you now a job? Now he's good to go. So if you want to go listen to that whole episode, that is up right now at patreon.com slash she's all batch. And, like, guys, it's worth it. I love doing stuff like this. I think it's so fun. And if you have, like, a funny bad date horror story, maybe we can do a part two if we get... Yeah, enough submissions for sure well continuing on with creep because mm-hmm. we still got to creep a little bit more yes abc announced over the weekend that golden bachelorette is quote Woo! coming soon as well as regular bachelorette no word on paradise though well good because paradise was just <laughs> maybe they're realizing like paradise is kind of like past its moment i think they really did not do a good job with this past season and i would like if they expanded it into like different shows golden bachelorette's a great way to start but like Maybe a golden paradise down the line or, like, something else that's, like, a little bit more fresh because I think that was the problem with paradise. People were really going into it knowing too much about how the show works and, like, with a plan it just wasn't authentic. My issue with this Golden Bachelorette announcement is, like, why are you not saying it's Leslie? Because it has to yeah. be Leslie. What the actual well, <laughs> My first thought when I saw it, because all it says is, like, Golden Bachelorette coming soon, my first thought was to comment, yes, queen, give us nothing. Because, like, <laughs> what? Do, besides knowing that it's coming back, like, yeah, I kind of would have liked, I don't know, a date or a person or maybe a little trailer kind of showing us not revealing who it is, but revealing a little something. This announcement is kind of lame. And also I had just put in an ask to get Leslie on the podcast. And like when you have to go through Warner Brothers, it's like, so at annoying. least for us, it's like finding a needle in the in a haystack. It's like never going to happen. I'm like, well, now Golden Bachelorette's coming back. We're never going to get Leslie on. I know. They're going to be like, no, we don't trust anyone to go on your podcast. You're going to get them to spill too much. <sighs> Why don't they just trust us? Come on. Right, guys. You can trust us. Well, like- honestly, though, if they really did... If you guys are listening, Mm -hmm. because someone probably is over there. Like, if you really did, like, say, okay, we're going to allow someone to come on your show that's in contract. We can't have you ask these questions. Yeah, we We would would, oblige. Of course. And, like, we would even send you the interview before it airs. Like, I'm happy to play ball. And, like, we could still make a good interview even without asking those, like, super outrageous questions that we're known for. Didn't Dave get that sort of clearance at some point? I think he now has some sort of relationship with the show when he didn't prior. I think he said in one of his interviews, he was like, thanks, ABC, for trusting me with this information or something. We can ask him later. He's a friend of ours. Obviously, he's going to be on this episode, but... Yeah. And then also, we hear that The Bachelorette is coming back as well. To be honest, like, I don't really ever think those shows are going away. So to see... It's funny. Like, they do have to get them, like, greenlit. Like, it's not just, like, a guarantee every season. What's funny is, like, literally every single comment was, like, Maria, 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 including me. Yeah. And actually, I wrote, you better pick Maria or else I'm convinced that y'all just don't care, which is true. Like, I've never seen the audience so gung-ho for someone who's a little rough around the edges. Like, Maria is fun and spunky and fucking hot. And, like, I feel like guys would go nuts for her. 
But also girls would go nuts for her. Like she has such a, she has it all. And she reminds me of like a Caitlin Bristow and maybe that's what we need. Yeah. I don't want, no, I mean, I don't know who comes in second or third or whatever, but I don't want like Joey's heartbroken runner up. I agree. I'm kind of over that. Like I kind of want more of a like, I don't give a fuck, sassy, I'm here to like fuck shit up type of girl. I agree. I think they need to be leaning more into the personalities of people rather than their their heartbreak story. Because that's kind of, I mean, yeah. jo- I will say Joey has really been growing on me, but that's why I was so lukewarm going into Joey's season. Because I'm like, what do we know about him other than he was Charity's runner up and he plays fucking tennis? Like, And you, and you no, barely knew that. I you barely didn't even know that. he played. <laughs> exactly. Um, so if they want us to be invested, I think they need to pick people that are just like have the right personalities for television. So with that said, I still think that Leslie would and should be the choice for Golden Bachelorette. Yeah. But also that's why I'm gonna I'm really pushing for Susan. Because mm. I feel like she brings so much like could you real like really imagine if Susan got it? I would be so fucking excited and I truly think it would be like ratings gold. I do think it would be ratings gold. (laughs) I'm a little like, I don't think we can handle Susan getting it. Like the way she posts on Instagram (laughs) now, like already as if she is the breakout star of the Golden Bachelor, which honestly like she she is. is. But imagine her then now being the lead of her own season. She'll post 16 times a day. Well, maybe she'll have, ABC will have to like, approve it a little bit more yeah Yeah. um what's i think it's so crazy that like we called susan from the start and then she just became the breakout star yeah but i feel like i'm never ahead with those types of trends i never know who's gonna like fucking get the first impression rose or be like the chosen one i just i'm not good at picking those things yeah and i feel like we were talking about susan before the world was talking about susan so true and i feel like the reason why she initially stood out to everyone is just because she has the same haircut as Kris Jenner. Yeah. And that's why everyone was like, oh, yeah, the Kris Jenner woman. Oh, Kris Jenner, Kris Jenner. And then who knew she'd be the breakout star? But do you think what came first, the chicken or the egg? She's the breakout star because everyone was talking about her because she looked like Kris Jenner and then everyone paid more attention to her? Or did she just like, I mean, I know she has the personality to back it up, but I wonder if she would be as much of a star if she didn't have that haircut to initiate the conversation. I I think, I think the haircut helped, Yeah, but I think she (laughs) has everything to back it up. I think she's the full package. Wow. I mean, and I want Leslie though too. So this is hard. I would like both. Yeah. In a perfect world, they would do like a Katie Michelle where they do back to back seasons. Because I want, I want Leslie to have it and she deserves it. But, like, I want Susan. Yeah. So it's, like, Sophie's choice. I know. Okay, moving on, though. Going back to last week's episode for a second. So, as you, as I said, I was listening to Almost Famous, and they're talking about Sydney and all that. And at one point, they address um, the Mrs. Wright competition and how Sydney says that she's faked an orgasm. Like, they asked her that in the Q&A. Okay. And... Ben had um, something interesting to say about it, so I'm going to let Ben, I'm going to play Ben's words so I don't speak for him. Uh, and we will bring up Sydney here because this isn't really a part of the drama. Yeah. It felt like she got unrightfully hated for her response when she said, I faked it. I was so dumb. Like, like why are people mad that she's faked it? H- hasn't most? I mean, I'm sure Jessica has. Like, I'm sure Jessica's like, yeah, that all the time. Like, I, and I wouldn't even care. Like, I... I get it. Like, I'm sorry. All the time? And he doesn't even care? Your wife (laughs) is faking it all the time, Ben, and you're not concerned? 
Okay, I, I have to defend uh, what I think he meant. I think he means, and I hope he means, that, like, his wife has faked orgasms in her past and he wouldn't care. Which, like, I'm sure if, like, my husband knew that I've faked orgasms in the past, he probably wouldn't care either. Yeah. But, like, the way the sentence has co- came out, it very much sounds like, especially because he also says, I'm sorry. Because he says, right. he's he like, says, oh, I simply can't please my wife. <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah, I, I don't know. I would like to think that he just means he's not referring to the orgasms being faked in his own bed. I think he means at a different time in life. Oh, I think he, I think, I mean, I'm, the I'm, I'm sorry really is alluding to the fact that this is within their marriage. Um, I, I know, I know. Which is like I'm fine. Just trying you know, to it give happens him- to the best of us. Like everyone has had to at some point in their life fake it. Mm-hmm. But I don't think Ben should be okay with that. He should be like, oh, no, yeah. she's faking it. I need to try harder. Yeah. Um, and, like, okay, I've faked it, but I have never faked it with my husband. And mm. I think that's how, like, I don't know, not speaking for how other people should be in their marriages or sex lives. But, like, I would think that if you're in, like, a healthy marriage, you should want your significant other to not have to fake it. Yes. Or at least care. Right. <laughs> at least care. <laughs> don't say I wouldn't even care. Yeah. So, I mean, but like I said, you know, Ben's a friend of the show. Right. We have to give him the benefit of the doubt. I'm sure he knows how to please a woman. I'm sure this was just a slip of the tongue. Mm -hmm. That just his, you know, he just got caught up in what he was saying. I I will agree with him and Ashley, though, that like, I think Sydney saying that she faked an orgasm, like literally, who cares? Literally, yeah. So. I rewatched that scene, though. Mm Mm-hmm. And Maria's like, I'd just like to point out that, like, Sydney said that she fakes it, implying that that means she's, like, a fake person. And, like, right. that's just two totally different things. A hundred percent. You yeah. fake it to get out of a situation. You want to wrap it up and exactly. end the show. Exactly. Not because you're a fake person. Right. Like, she's a liar and a cheat. It's like, all right, well, that's a bit of a stretch. It's like, I had to go home. I, I wanted to, like, finish and be done with it. Right. Like, it's hurting now. Come on. Let's <laughs> I was never going to get there. And let's just, like... Let's just end it now, please. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, in that sense, I could I understand where Sydney's coming from. And what was she going to say? No. Right. I get pleased every time. Right. Like, that's just a, that's a lie. That's a fake person right there. <laughs> that's a fake person. Yeah. Tell us the truth. Yeah. Jeez. All right. Well, moving on. This episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. So Jackie and I are both no strangers to therapy. I actually go on a bi-weekly basis and I'm finding I am getting so much benefit from it. I mean, just having a therapist who is an outsider looking into my life and can give unbiased advice has been so beneficial to me and my anxiety. But I do know firsthand just how difficult it is to find a good therapist. But with BetterHelp, it doesn't have to be difficult anymore. BetterHelp is entirely online and it's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire and get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can also switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. So if you're struggling with anything in your life and you think that you could benefit from therapy, I strongly encourage you to check out BetterHelp. And with our code, She's All Batch, you can get 10% off your first month by going to betterhelp.com. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash She's All Batch. And that's going to get you 10% off your first month. Give online therapy a try at betterhelp.com slash She's All Batch and get on your way, guys, to being your best self. 
Okay, I need to tell you guys about Lola V, which is a new hair care brand from Jennifer Aniston. And obviously, when you think of amazing hair, who do you think of first? Miss Rachel, Miss Jennifer Aniston herself. She created this line because she was so sick and tired of choosing between hair care products that actually work and ones that are actually good for us. Lola V is all about naturally derived plant-based goodness. So there's no silicones, no sulfates, no parabens, or gluten. And of course, too, it's also cruelty-free and vegan. They're best known for their cult classic the glossing detangler and the perfecting leave-in conditioner which honestly I've been using the leave-in conditioner every single day after like washing my hair and it's damp I put that in and when I tell you guys my hair has never been more soft and it also smells amazing so win-win check them out if you want to unlock Jennifer Aniston approved hair at lolav.com that's l-o- L-A-V-I-E dot com. And as our loyal listeners, you'll get an exclusive 15% off your entire order when you use code She's All Batch at checkout, guys. So that's 15% off your order at L-O-L-A-V-I-E dot com with promo code She's All Batch. Please note too, guys, um, you can only use one promo code per order and the discounts can't be combined. But after you purchase, they will ask you where you heard about them and please support our show and tell them that She's All Batch sent to you. That's LolaV dot com using promo code She's All Batch. All right, it's time for Bachelor Encounters. Whoa, it's you time wrote a whole for Bachelor new song? Encounters. Hey, hey. Whoa. Do you like that? Yeah, that's like <laughs> top of the charts right there. <laughs> better than Clayton's Corner, better than All Right Guys, Let's Creep. Like, wow. <laughs> this is the I most groundbreaking the- <laughs> song I've ever heard. Wait, the titles of our songs are so transparent. <laughs> All right, guys, let's creep. It's not even just creep. Nope. You know how, like, artists will pick the titles of their songs and sometimes they, like, are more unique with it? Sure. All right, we can retitle it. We should do, it. like, it can be let's like, retitle um, it Let's. Let's. Because then it makes people think, you know? Or, like, what's well, another word for creep? Like, stock? Well, no. It has to be the one of the words in the song. No, it not always. A- you can't just, you can title a song a random word that just maybe goes to the theme of the song, but you don't actually what say. What song has ever been named a song um, that... Bohemian I've Rhapsody. <gasps> they don't say that word in there? I don't think but so. I think that may be the only example. Um, No, I can definitely think of more. And you better be certain of what you're saying because <laughs> R.I.P. to my inbox. <laughs> DMs with the lyrics to Bohemian Rhapsody. No, I don't think they say that. Um, What else? Uh, well, Bohemian Rhapsody should have just been called Scottamouche, right? I Is know. that what they say? Yeah, they do say that a lot. Hmm. <laughs> I'm trying to think of like a Taylor song just because she's on my mind, but I don't know. Okay, well, I have an I well, this isn't an example of well, because most songs that are that are titled are part of the lyrics. Like what you're saying, I think, is like abnormal. Yeah. But there's a Brad Paisley song that I just saw recently, and it's this whole song, and it says, um, and I thought I loved you then. And it's a whole song about like, oh, I love you so much now. And I thought I loved you then. But like, I love you so much more than I ever thought I would. And the song title is just then. Mm. I thought that that's kind of, that's interesting. Instead of like, I thought I loved you then. You know what I mean? That's why I think we need to be a little more clever. What was the right. song that I just sang? It's time for Bachelor Encounters. Let's yeah. just call it, it's time. It's. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, you another get back one to is me. the Christmas song. They don't say the – it is about Christmas in theme, but they do not say the Christmas What's song. The, the one what that's is like, the Christmas song? Um, kids from 1 to 92, and though That's it's called said, the Christmas song? Yeah, by Nat King Cole. I'm going to confirm. I'm pretty sure it is. Or a Christmas song or the – I think it's the Christmas song, but they don't say okay. the Christmas song in it. 
It's just a song about Christmas, famously. Okay, lyric. And everyone knows this is the Christmas song. <gasps> no, I'm kidding. I'm I was kidding. like, they don't say that. I'm like, <laughs> no, I'm like racking my no, brain we... through all the lyrics. I'm like, no, I don't think they say that. All this to say, guys, it's time for Bachelor Encounters. Yeah. Got it. So that's when you guys submit your story of meeting Bachelor Nation in the wild. We read about those stories on air, and it's good time. Ooh, maybe Don't it should you- be called Good Time is the title of the song, but then. Ugh. Okay. We'll, we'll have to talk about this in our next brainstorming meeting. Okay. I don't know how I feel about a song being titled a word that is not in the song. Unless yeah. I can add on to the song. It's time for Bachelor Encounters. Ooh, it, it just got so jazzy. Wow. <laughs> Wait, but then you should sing It's a Good Time or something. You, you are the musical one. Right. Okay. So Give me a good melody. Like, it's a good time. Which, how should you say it? Well, you want it like jazzy? Like, it's a good time. Yeah. Okay. Great. Okay. All right. We're, we'll work on it. We'll come back next week and we'll let you know how we've, what we've come up with. Okay. But first and foremost, we have a Bachelor encounter about Mr. Jared Haben. Ooh. Hi, ladies. Huge Bachelor creep and just here to creep in general. <laughs> So I you're think a bachelor means- creep and a normal creep. Got it. <laughs> <laughs> I think you mean a huge bachelor creep fan mm. and just here to creep in general. Coming to you with my bachelor encounter. Last week, I dragged my husband to Audrey's Coffee Shop and Lounge in Rhode Island for the second time to try to get some type of sighting of Jared, Ashley, or even Dawson. When we first walked in, my heart fell to my ass as Jared turned the corner walking toward the counter area from the kitchen. I grabbed my husband and immediately told him I couldn't breathe. Jared is right there. I watched him make several orders as the ladies at the counter were taking the orders. It was about to be our turn to order. Now all the girls were busy working on orders. So who walks up to the cash register to take our order? Yup, Jared. He says, how can I help you? By the way, submitter, I love how this is being written out. I could just like see it in my mind. Jared walking up to the register. Yeah. You're like sweating. It's the storytelling is immaculate. Yeah. Oh my God. My palms immediately start sweating. I didn't even know that was the next line. And my heart is racing. The first thing that I managed to come up with was, you can't take my order. I'm literally going to shit my pants. (gasps) Yep. I just told Jared Haven I was going (gasps) to shit my pants. To which he responded, oh my God, no, stop it. You're so sweet. I told him I was obsessed with the show and watched each season about three times. And we chatted a little bit about Joey's season and the golden wedding. He was so cool, so down-to-earth and friendly. At the end of the convo, I said, is it annoying to ask for a picture? To which he said, of course not. My poor husband had to listen to me obsess over my encounter for the next few days, but he was low-key excited for me because he knows what it meant to me. Fast forward to last night, Audrey's announces their next meet and greet for February 27th. It's Caitlin, mother-loving Bristow. Before I checked any calendar, my work schedule, or any appointments, I may have snagged two tickets and said, I'll figure it out later. So if you don't hear from me after February 27th, know that I passed peacefully because I met KB and Jared in the same month. Just kidding, but hopefully I have another story and picture for you guys in a few weeks. Aw. Well, obviously submit your story for Caitlin. Yes, yes, yes. Once yes. that happens, I'm sure that'll be phenomenal. Epic, some might say. Yeah. This is such a funny story. <laughs> but I like that Jared was like, cool about you telling him you're going to shit your pants. pants. Yeah, that's nice. Yeah, I mean, it is kind of funny after um, playing that clip from our Patreon bad date horror story. Oh, yeah. Because it's going to be the little whatever. Uh, So this is all about, like, shitting your pants in this episode. Right. I mean, everything you're saying about Jared is, like, the exact same experience that we 
encountered mm-hmm. with him. Like, yeah, he's, he's just such a stand-up guy. So, so sweet. Yeah. And, like, I feel like they have to love it. And I there's something about the fact that, like, he can post shit on Instagram and make a ton of money, but he's in that coffee shop, like, doing the register. Yeah, he's really working. Yeah. That's, like, so cool to me. I agree. I love it. I really yeah. support him and Ashley. And he's doing, like, a podcast, too. Like, he's really grinding. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. All right. Next one. Probably boring encounter. Never. You know how I feel about that. You got to sell it. I mean, that last submitter. They sold it. Really? I mean, there was vomit on her sweater. Mom's spaghetti. (laughs) Like, she was really stressed in that one. I need you to paint the picture. But she says, I forgot until I was watching Traders, thanks to you talking about it on the pod. <gasps> Love In May 2013, I was out to eat in Indy during Indy 500 weekend, and lo and behold, Ari walks in. He wasn't racing, just as a spectator, but I asked him for a picture and tweeted it. He then favored it, so I tweeted at Jeff Holm, who had my heart at the time, that Ari was winning me over, and then he hearted it and tweeted about Ari trying to steal another blonde from him. I think this was shortly after their season, so it was the biggest deal ever. See screenshots. Love you guys. Oh, this is a good one. That wasn't boring. See? Okay. I literally wrote back to this person, and I was like, dude, the fact that Jeff replied that way makes this whole story so not boring. Mm -hmm. Like, if, if it really was just that you met Ari and then he liked to comment, like... Whatever. It's still interesting, but whatever. But Jeff then saying, okay, so the actual thing he said is, leave it to Ari to try and steal another blonde from me. Hmm. Which, at the time, I think they're friends because he tagged Ari. And this was uh, 2013, so this was way before, like, their feud. But they are no longer friends. Wait, and why are they not friends? It's a big, fat mystery. They've tweeted some shit about each other. Jeff said that he would um, donate a certain amount of money to any charity if Ari lasted longer with his final rose recipient. Oh. And then Ari and Becca broke up after, like, two weeks. So then... But then Ari then got married to his second person, but yeah. that doesn't count because semantics right, was right, the right, final right. rose person or, you know, what the yeah. actual tweet was. But they've said some really uh, – we actually – I think we cover this in our ba- – did we do a Bachelor Feuds Patreon or did I just always want to? I think we did. Mm. I think we may have covered this in our Bachelor Feuds Patreon. Am I crazy? I don't think you're crazy. Remember we talked about no, Rachel yeah, maybe we and did Raven? Talk- yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that would – this would definitely have been in there. I saw – Okay. I think we may have covered this feud. We have a Bachelor Feuds Patreon, and I'm pretty sure Jeff versus Ari is in there. But yeah, they they had some back and forth. Something about a sorority party. Like, they were both going to sorority parties mm. when they were well over the age of college students. Yeah. And something about hooking up with Emily still. I believe Ari hooked up with Emily after the show, after she had broken up with Jeff. But then Jeff was mad that, like, Ari did that. But, like, yeah. there has never been any confirmation as to, like, what really ended the friendship. But, yeah. So this is super cute. I think Jeff kind of played along and made mm-hmm. this story a lot better. For so, sure. Definitely not boring. Okay. Last one. Hey, Stephanie, I have an encounter on behalf of my sister-in-law. She works at a PR company, and one of the clients is Avocados from Mexico, who happens to have a partnership with Jesse Palmer. Yes, I've seen this. I've seen him in pictures with avocados. Okay. She got to go to a pretty intimate event with him in New York. She said he was so nice, so normal, and obviously so handsome, even more so in person. She said he was so polite and reminded her of her brother, who is really goofy and endearing. Love you guys and the pod, as always. Thank you. In the pic, he's wearing a sweater, as usual. And Wait, so what is f- this partnership with avocados? He, he, <laughs> Jesse Palmer they, is a spokesman for avocados? No, I, so um, it's – I don't think it's just, like, avocado in general. 
Like right. it's not like it's not like bananas. I think avocados from Mexico is like the brand. But you know do what they I mean? sell anything else besides just avocados <laughs> from Mexico, or are they like a guacamole brand? I don't know to be okay. honest. But yeah, Jesse works with them. I don't really know how they came up with choosing this random man who hosts The Bachelor to be the spokesperson for their avocados. avocados but <laughs> but you know what? He's I just clearly don't doing a good know job. if like Bachelor and like he also has what done sports hosting and stuff like yeah where does the avocado come into those two things is it because maybe when people get together to watch the bachelor and when they watch football games they eat guacamole probably no i have no and he's clue, like maybe- Ooh, a nice little treat would be this snack of mm. guac that you can make with these avocados by the way i was just at the supermarket before and there was like a whole thing of avocados and it was 75 cents for an avocado and i'm like okay yeah mm-hmm. all of them are fucking rock hard like, oh. why do supermarkets well, but you need to even... wait. They'll get riper. No shit. But, like, if I wanted to have an avocado today in my mm-hmm. salad, I right. obviously can't make use of that great deal. Those are just missed savings. I feel your pain. And sometimes it's hard. You know how sometimes they have, like, the ripe section of avocados? You can get ones that will, like, be hard, but then you can get, like, one soft one. But sometimes those ones are too soft, and then they're rotten. You just can't right. win. It's really no, hard. No, avoc- avocados really have some nerve, like, just being who they are. I know. Want to hear a hot take? I stopped buying them because I'm like, this is too stressful and annoying to yeah. figure out the perfect time of, like, when I can eat my fucking avocado. So I just, like, don't buy – I used to love avocados and buy them, like, weekly at the grocery store. And now I don't even buy them. I'm like, no, don't and, like, break my heart, you know? It's just too stressful. I totally feel you. And, like, you're saying to buy them hard and then they'll ripen. I don't know who I'm going to be in three days. I don't know if I'm going to be exactly. feeling – healthy enough to want to even have an avocado i may be over it by then right and so then they're I all the ripe at the same today. time and i'm yeah, like i'm just no. one person i can't eat an avocado every <laughs> single day that's not healthy yeah <laughs> so i mean maybe if jesse palmer should be the person that we should file these complaints to yeah maybe he could do something about it yeah okay all right well those are all the bachelor encounters we have for this week if you have a story dm me it she's all batch and we may read about it next week it's gonna be a good time such a good time i will see you in our next episode i'm gonna go over into the recap room with dave neal without i'm gonna miss you i know all right i won't have him sit in your seat it's fine hopefully i'll be able to be back in the room once airbnb settles and i can have my own recap room in the airbnb i will Mm. be there well, actually, because this week is like a two-episode week. Right, so I'm week, like, hopefully so by tomorrow I'll be all settled. Yeah, we we plan to give you guys a little recap treat with the second episode that they're just throwing in our week. Um, so stay tuned for that. But yeah, I'm going to go head over to that recap room now. Wish me luck. Good luck. When it comes to relationships, I think it's just so important that we make sure that they add value to our lives and we don't compromise what is most important. So that goes for the bedroom as well too. Why don't we think the same way about our sex toys? So that's where Dame Products comes in, guys. Dame is a women-owned sex toy company making the next generation of vulva-tested, vulva-approved vibrators. Dame is founded by a sex educator and an MIT engineer, and it prototypes and tests their products with real people to ensure satisfied customers. vibrators are made from body safe materials they have smart design principles and they are also made with lots of love they've earned glowing press from the new york times w magazine and many more so whether you are a couple that is looking for an extra boost where it matters right in time for valentine's day or you are on a journey of self-exploration we are sure that dame will earn a spot on your nightstand the best part guys too is dame offers hassle-free returns within 60 days so your satisfaction is a lick 
totally guaranteed. Visit Dame.com to see how they are making the world a happier place one vulva at a time. When you use our code She's All Batch, that gets you 15% off your order at Dame.com. That's D-A-M-E.com using code She's All Batch to take 15% off your order. Okay, calling all moms. Did you know that you can get healthy and easy meals and snacks for your kids delivered straight to your door and nothing's artificial and everything's good for them? Little Spoon is your one-stop shop for meals and snacks for your baby, toddler, and big kid. What I love is that it's so time-saving and convenient. I don't have to worry about shopping for different meals for my child, who's a very picky eater, by the way. But Little Spoon has all the classics that he likes, like mac and cheese, but it has hidden butternut squash and carrots in it which is such a game changer for me because my son refuses to eat vegetables on their own. But if they are hidden in a Little Spoon meal, he's eating his vegetables. They also have smoothies, which has made snack time so much easier. I love being able to throw it in his lunchbox. He loves the strawberry banana shake, which I've tried myself, and it really does taste like a milkshake, but with all healthy and clean ingredients. I don't know how they do it. So if you want to check out Little Spoon and simplify mealtime for your kid, go to littlespoon.com slash she's all batch. That's gonna get you 30% off your first order. Enter our code she's all batch at checkout at littlespoon.com slash she's all batch. L-I-T-T-L-E-S-P-O-O-N dot com slash she's all batch. 30% off, guys. Go check it out. So, Dave Neal, I would like to formally invite you to join me in the recap room. We watch your step. We just redecorated. I love it in here. It's this is very what a nice room. Yeah, the lighting, it's it's good. Do you do you see that candle over there? It smells good. Yeah. I don't know I I don't normally go for open flames <laughs> because uh it can get pretty heated, but uh I trust yes. you. I trust you. Oh please, journey. Jackie and I have gone over putting out candles. You put the top on. We're very uh we we practice safe fire procedures. I feel like we're cheating on Jackie. This feels scandalous. I, I know. I know, Jackie, we love you. We already addressed earlier in the episode why she is not here for this recap, but she missed a good episode. I will tell you that. Um, I like this episode, but I had a lot of moments of frustration. What did you think overall? Let me tell you, my barometer is when my wife starts getting mad mm. and my wife is mad. She doesn't watch it. She'll just like casually watch. So when it can attract her attention, mm-hmm. she'll be like, who, what is this Leia character? How could she? You know, yeah. like, All right. Welcome to my life, honey. Right. Um, my, my thoughts are, it's just, um, it's like you, you almost want to watch the 24 hour live stream of the show because you feel like you're missing something. Is it this ridiculous? But then you see Maria's reactions and you go, Oh no, she's as surprised and gaslighted as we all are. Mm-hmm. And I don't ever use that term, but I don't know what else to describe Sydney here. Yeah, let's go from the top of the episode only because like I feel like the real meat and potatoes was towards the end and we can really dive into that. But Lexi gets the one-on-one date in this episode. They go to Malta. I think Lexi's going to be top four. I'm not spoiled. Lexi belongs Bachelorette. Yes. She's almost like better than Paradise. Yeah. She's just... She's a gem of a person, Mm -hmm. and Joey matches that with his response to her. I mean, let me tell you something. Men, we're not trained for how to deal with people telling us, like, their fertility issues. I mean, God, I would have no idea how it would respond. Yeah. And he handles it perfectly. Like a pro. I actually was really impressed by how he handled that. I thought it was weird that they had that priest come up to them, though, in the church, and he says, don't forget to bring forth children. And, like, this man is mic'd. He has lighting. There's cameras around him. He's obviously someone that was, like, told what to say. And I just think it's evil that he was told to bring that up. 
given her situation. Yeah, the, the dark energy. I mean, you know, she's asking him, she's like, what father, what can we do to have a lasting love? And it's like, why do we go to priests for these sort of moments of if things they don't know anything about? They don't know about fatherhood or or like, you know what I mean? They've, they, they're they devout, uh, a life of celibacy. Anyway, I mean, look, I'm a Catholic, so I'm just, <laughs> I question. <laughs> well, but why do we like, go to <laughs> any strangers though? On this show, they always go to a random local and say like, what's the secret to true love? Like, what should I do to better my relationship? Never once in my 38 years on this earth have I ever gone up to a stranger and asked for their advice on my love life? Wait, you're 38 too? Yeah. <laughs> 38 club. 1985? Let's do it. No, 86. I'm so young. Oh, you're a young 38. <laughs> yeah. Wow. I just Rub turned in, in January. When's your birthday? May 1st, uh, baby. Nice. And your birthday? My son is. Oh, I, I was My son's say. due. <laughs> due on my birthday. I know. You told me that. That's really cool. Hopefully it happens on your birthday. I would love that. Oh my gosh. That'd be so much fun. Yeah. Well, but yeah, so on this date, she opens up. She she reveals that she was diagnosed with stage five endometriosis. It's rough. I mean, my thought is, and of course, they save it for the evening part of the date. You know, it's like so scripted. They're like, you know, the producers, they're just like, hold off. This <laughs> is so good. Wait till the right. lighting is dim. Yeah. It matters. You should have mentioned it in the church. They could have prayed on it or something. But um I mean, the fact that she mentions her ex-boyfriend dumped her because she might not be fertile, I guess is the only way to put it, is, first of all, wild. I'm sure there's always more to the story than that. But, you know, I mean, a lot of people's identity or like what you expect out of your life, really, who doesn't want to be a mom or a dad and to then think you might not be able to is, I mean, it, it is a storyline. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? It's 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 not as rare as people think. I know plenty of people who have struggled with, you know, things like endometriosis. And uh, I don't know. I mean, what are your thoughts? Is that like, were you surprised that that was the storyline? No, I wasn't surprised. I was pleasantly surprised with Joey's reaction saying like, there are other beautiful ways to have a family. And I actually think that's a really great thing for this show to shed a light on because like fertility problems in general is not a rare thing. A lot of women go through that. And for them to kind of like acknowledge that on the show, I think was nice. I don't think having to put her in the position of like someone telling her she should have children prior was that great. But yeah, I mean, I think overall it went well and he re he responded well. Um, but Bachelor Data actually posted that the people that get dates on week four statistically never win, to which Lexi actually replied and commented on the post. And she just wrote, shoot, because she's week four. And I funny. just thought that was funny. I mean, it's it's not even just like they usually don't win, like no one that's ever yeah. gotten a date week four. But week three is actually a really popular date to get. A, a lot of those end up being the winners in previous seasons. But yeah, Lexi, that's what, Lexi's that's gonna make history numbers. if she wins. Yeah, I mean, that's one of those numbers. I mean, there's been what, how many seasons have there been of The Bachelorette? You know, you're you're bound to find stats that, um, you know, not many first impression winners go on that far. You know, it's just kind of like one of those things, you know, who knows? I mean, there there is a strategy to uh, f first couple weeks have, you know, Joey's top picks. Then you got to put them on the back burner, get this two-on-one BS out of the way. Although I think Maria is a heavy candidate for also being a Bachelorette. That's I mean, who I want. I mean, if you ask me the way I want to cast the show, it's Caitlin Bristow, it's Maria, it's these characters that 
are going to just add spice to the conversation and and not be your typical, uh, you know, uh, um, pageant queen. Dave, I literally say that earlier in this episode, that exact thing, that Maria is giving Caitlin Bristow, and if the franchise wants to make the right choice, they're going to go with that wall. And like, you know, we say Lexi, while she is like all the makings of a bachelorette, I feel like this franchise needs a Maria to lead the future season. Like, I think... The reason why Joey's doing such a good job is like some of the past bachelorettes haven't really filled the role as well as he is right now. And I do think they need someone to really shake it up. And I think if they don't do Maria, I- I'm going to riot. I'm not going to be okay. That's what these Canadians are all for. These Canadians shake it up. By the way, you said she's giving Caitlin Bristow. You're 38. We don't oh, say no. give. We yeah, don't honestly... do this Gen Z bullshit. I'm not. Was that your first time auditioning that phrase? You're like, I'm going to sneak it <laughs> in. And I, and I was like, no, you're not. Not today. Okay, Dave. But I have a 30-year-old co-host, so I need to stay young. She keeps she's me young. 30? She'll be 30? Oh she'll be 31 in April. So she's basically oh, Jackie, like 35. Jackie's got the young energy. Yeah. No. <laughs> no, no, no. You're a salty old broad. Come I, I on. should have never actually revealed that. <laughs> so stupid of me. I figured I was older than you. No, that's, you that's are. a compliment to you're, your You're going to be 39 in May. You're practically like a grandpa. I'm in my 40s. I'm young and ripe. I just turned 38. <laughs> you say it, not me. I'm a shriveled, I'm a shriveled raisin in the sun. That's what I am. Um, okay, we move. I'm giving raisins. <laughs> We move over to this group date. I hated it. I mean, I usually hate these stupid types of like group dates that serve no purpose, but um, it's like Game of Thrones themed and they have like sausages flying at their face. Like I just say like, I, you know, literally why? Like, why are we doing this? Are the sausages steamed or are they raw? Well, they said they were juicy. That's got to be raw then. Why? Or they, Why they, can't they well, be juicy just, and steamed? I mean, it just I felt I don't I guess they could be juicy and steamed. <laughs> I don't know. I kind of felt uh they are they ripe is the question. 38 aged uh, sausage. I don't know. I mean, I just assume <laughs> if they're on the st- on the string that they're not cooked yet, like they're out of the the deli, which would be a health hazard. I don't know what the Malta healthcare service is like, but I wouldn't want to be biting into, you know, yeah. processed meat or whatever. What was crazy is that Autumn wins the extra time, but all we see her do is walk 10 feet away and and that's it then it cuts to the night portion of the date and like she doesn't get the group date row she gets nothing she gets smacked in the face with sausage but gets all of five seconds with joey i like the girl who just grabbed the sausage that's like i think that was the philly girl Allison, that's just like yeah. no nonsense i'm grabbing it i'm not playing no look i mean come on it's like what do we try are we trying to pretend that there this is a sausage game or is it a metaphor you know what i mean it's like clearly a for, sexual for what, Dave? For seeing who can. I mean, it's like uh, what's the game where you dunk for the apple? This is the dunking for apples. For, yeah, <laughs> this is the not safe for work version of that. This is the what if you know you couldn't use your hands in the fantasy suite type of deal. If they're gonna go for that, they should just like have all peeled bananas. The girls have like their hands tied behind their necks, and then like whoever finishes the banana first. That's how you really get to the bottom of, of like your sexual innuendo. But having sausages fly at your face, I don't think really is giving the same thing <laughs> someone's gonna lose a veneer like what are we doing <laughs> yeah i mean and also are these so- i mean you know what are the what kind of are they smoked apple what like what's what are we talking mm. about you know I, I don't i mean it's very the the speed the centrifugal force of these sausages i mean i'm not a you know physicist here but i don't think any human mouth could stop a sausage the, the way they were doing it yeah it's just not realistic i would go for the cheese now i'm a big cheese guy so they had i think swiss cheese on top of the sausage 
Uh, but either way, you know, my wife said she was like, forget about the sausage. Their lips are touching all of their, their mm. sharing. I mean, this is like, this is like how COVID broke out for the first time, right? Mm. Uh, a big sausage twirl. Right. Next thing you know, everyone's got malaria because, uh, you know, someone, you know, got, got lips on a Frankfurt. I, I, I don't know what was weirder though, that or um, go up to Joey and stare into his eyes and show him your soul. And the girls that didn't take that to mean go up and kiss him and they just awkwardly stood in front of him looking at him? Look, I'm a big eye guy. And uh, the, I think the Irish call it Anamkara, which is a soul friend. And the eyes are the window. And you can literally steal a soul if you look hard enough through the eyes. Mm. Eye contact's a big deal. It's a big deal, especially dating. But um, that's, but eye contact's kind of a night one thing. You know what I mean? It's like if you haven't developed strong eye contact by week three, you're not, no one's coming, you know, he's not gonna be like, oh, I didn't notice you behind your glasses. It's, this isn't a, she's all that or whatever uh, your show's based off of. <laughs> That's what's not what my called? show is based off of. <laughs> Reality, <laughs> the- Reality Steve asked me that. He's like, is she's all that your favorite movie? Like, no. Why do people think that? Well, I don't know. She's all batch. She's all that. That's, it's just the. I just. That's just the name. I just came up okay. with a pun. It well, rhymes. It, is, that, is that the movie where the girl yes. doesn't know she's hot because yeah. she doesn't have her glasses on? <laughs> well, it just goes to show how good eye contact is once you get rid of, uh, you know, get rid of the, you know, four eyes. True. Um, did you notice that when Daisy went up though, she did a little kissy, kissy, nosy, nosy, and I'm like, that is a girlfriend move. Like they are already dating, like seriously, and the rest are just like casually dating. Yeah, she's just hanging out on the group date, getting, you know, just waiting for her time. She's confident. Mm. She knows what's going on. I mean, there will be a moment where she's tested, but I think right now she's still riding the high of her good, you know, she's she's been provided enough uh, love in her love well to handle these sorts of scenes. Right, but you're right. Something's going to have to rock the boat. She can't have a smooth ride the whole way. You know, and you never want that too. I mean, not that you want, not that you want someone to be jealous, but you, this is all about testing the relationship. So for sure. she should see something someone like Lexi or, I mean, to me, to me, Maria is the, the biggest threat. It's like, are you kidding me? She's got it all. She's funny. She's beautiful. She's, I mean, she's, she holds her own here and, mm-hmm. you know, I, again, we'll have to see. I, mean, I think by the end of the episode, she was threatening, threatening to quit. So who knows, who knows what happens. I mean, that's, do you believe that for a second that Maria is going home next episode? I like a good threat. <laughs> I think that, I mean, any guy out there, and this is this is what's so funny about the two-on-one. It's like, who's Joey going to choose? I don't know, the one he wants to bang. Right. You know what I mean? It's like these guys, like he can try all day long to pretend to be this smart guy. He's going to go after whichever one he likes to talk to better. And there's been zero signs he enjoys Sydney at all. Right. You know what I mean? At all. Yeah. And uh, by the way, she's from my hometown. So I was hoping I'd root for her. But, you know, it's like it's a no brainer. It's like uh, guys aren't we're not we're simple. We're simple creatures. Yeah. Uh, Maria is a good hang. And, you know, you're not trying to pick who's going to be the best liked girl out there. Mm -hmm. There's a reason why some of these girls don't like her, because she is such a threat. Right. Well, let's just move over to the Sydney and Maria of it all. That's another that's another young kid term. (laughs) So they obviously they get the two on one date. We start off the episode and Sydney is saying that she's exhausted and breaking out. She has stomach issues from stress. She's been put through the ringer and this has been torture. All of those things make zero sense to me. And I think I'm just really frustrated that if, I mean, I don't believe her, but she can't be pulling this from nothing. Like there has to be stuff that we haven't seen. And if that's the case, like why aren't they showing it? Or like, like what's the benefit in leaving us in the dark and being so confused? Now, listen, I don't say this often, but 
all signs for Sydney. She's the one saying she's breaking on in rashes. I think she's basically saying she's gotten like, she got the shits over this whole issue. I think that's what she was trying to say. Mm-hmm. I truthfully suggest therapy. I mean, this is a you issue. This isn't a Maria issue. This is a you issue. It's triggering. It's got to be triggering a lot of like uh, inner child issues, to be quite honest. And I'm not a psychologist, but she's ruminating, which is what the brain does. You know, the brain latches on to things and can't stop. She goes, I can't stop thinking about it. It's like, honey, we're three episodes past this. It's over. Yeah. You are not even the victim. You're just offended by someone else's, like you were triggered by what you think someone else said about someone else. Yeah. This is so far away from a fair fight. You don't even belong in the conversation. Now, could it, if you want to get on the producer level of things, could this be the only way Sydney stays on the show? Absolutely. Totally. Because there was another blonde whose name I don't remember because she probably didn't want to play ball who, who they let go last or two weeks ago, who was the initial villain, right? There was someone else. We don't remember her name. And that's the point. We know Sydney's name. The show promised her probably will keep you around if you play ball. Mm-hmm. But here's what's crazy is Sydney makes a reel about, about, gaslighting so it's almost like sydney believes she's the victim she does i don't know anybody who watches this i mean I've, it's, I've, i don't think it's ever been this one-sided i truthfully don't yeah and like i just wish that on this two-on-one all three of them would just talk together pulling them each aside you're just going to continue to get the one individual side and he's like i don't have clarity okay i'm gonna go talk to maria i still don't have clarity okay sit them down together like you know when like you were trying to see like if your ex or someone was cheating on you back in the day, you'd like put them on the phone and you put them on a, a secret two-way call with someone else or like a three-way call. You know, did you what ever do in, that? What in the full house bullshit is this? <laughs> well, like what? in Mean Girls, when you I'm wanted sorry. to see if like Regina was mad at you, you put her yeah, on like a three-way you. call. You, like you make her sit under the under the bed while where you bring in the other girl. Yeah. yeah. You, like now, what? listen, let me tell you something. This is a woman. Only women do this. Only right. girls do. I know. This is psychological torture that you put yourself exactly through. but like i don't get why he can't say like okay all of us together sydney you said this about maria can you explain to maria in front of me what actually happened and maria i want you to refute that and then like let's go all like the whole like she told leia to shut the fuck up i was so frustrated that they didn't dig deeper into that because like whether she did or whether she didn't like can we at least ask a few more questions at the very least why can't joey when he's sitting with leia at the end of the episode just ask her well let me tell you something if if there was footage of her doing that bachelor would have shared it right away it would have been too good to call someone out see i don't think so i think they're gonna if it exists which i'm not certain if it does i think it's gonna be something that they wait for women tell all. And but by the way, I don't even think it's that bad to tell someone to shut the fuck up. Yeah, well, Sometimes what was she saying? Shut, Maybe she I mean, needed to. By that point, she's like, shut the fuck up. I didn't do anything, you bitch. Like, right. I mean, I'm not I'm not calling her a bitch. I'm in, in Maria's character now. Sure. I was like, that doesn't seem like the deal breaker to me. We're like three days in a row talking about this. She's like, shut the fuck up. Um, yeah. But here's what, how about this? They go on this two-on-one date. They rent this yacht. How great would it be if instead of that, they just take them to like some... Uh, you know, some ancient European courthouse. Jesse Palmer's the judge. All of the other women are just sitting there in some sort of jury tribunal, and they just make them both lay out their cases. 
And then all the women can judge who's on the right side or wrong side because Joey wasn't there to see it. Mm. Just, I mean, just like completely shifted into some like Judge Jesse, like Judge uh, Jesse, or lie detector tests. Why don't we take them on a two-on-one to a lie detector test station? They both get hooked up, and we get to the truth. Well, first of all, I like that idea. I, I inherently, I've watched enough true crimes to know that lie detectors are not admissible in court. Mm. It's a fraud science lie detector test. But either way, we all we all watched it. All. Regardless of who he said, she said, uh, I always say, don't piss on my leg and say it's raining. And that's what Sydney did. Sydney, Leia, like they're on, they're just this nonstop drama. Let me tell you, Joey's this guy who plays tennis in Hawaii. The last thing he wants is drama. Take what Maria said or didn't say and shut the fuck up. Mm -hmm. Just move on. You're in Malta. Relax. Chill out. You bring up a good point. Like, she may have said shut the fuck up, but it could have been in such a, like, oh, God, shut the fuck up. Like, type, not like a meaning to be a bully towards Leia because I noticed something Maria does admit in this episode that she used the word dumb which in a pre in previous episodes we didn't know that she said it like Sydney said that she said it it was never shown and then Maria said in this episode like yeah I said she was acting dumb so I'm like oh okay well that's one admission like we haven't gotten that yet so it could it be that maybe she said some of those things but she wasn't saying it in a way that was like she didn't say like, Sydney, you're a fucking dumbass. She said like, you're acting dumb right now, which I think are two totally different things. I also think, yes. And I also think it's like a false equivalency. Like whatever Maria called them after, it pales in comparison to the accusations levied against her. Totally. I mean, Medina said she felt bullied. Like, first of all, fuck your feelings. You can't, you, you weren't, you weren't bullied. You just had someone be like, oh, you're not old. Come on. What are we doing? You know, it was like a, the way a friend would say, oh, shut up, you know? And, oh, I feel this way. It's like, okay, okay. That's a you issue. And then when, and then by the time Sydney gets a hold of the info, she blows it out of the water and she's uh, verbally abused. She said she was verbally abused by Maria. Are you kidding me? Shut, I mean, truthfully. Shut the fuck shut up. up. <laughs> like, like I would tell you to shut the fuck up too. Oh my God. Yeah. Tortured, attacked, bullied. None of it makes sense. The whole conversation with Maria and Sydney, when Maria's like, you know, we're on camera the entire time, right? I was like, fuck yeah. Can we air more of that conversation? Because yeah, break like, the wall. right. Because you're going to figure out who the liar is eventually. If I was looking at you, Dave, and you were clearly lying and I'm like, okay, go ahead. Tell me how I said, shut the fuck up. Tell me when, when did I say that? It would come out eventually that you were lying. The fact that we only saw like a little brief moment of their conversation, which got really juicy, that's what started to frustrate me. Like we are so invested in this feud that doesn't make any sense. Why not try to show us a little bit more about what's actually going on? Well, yeah, it's a good question. I don't think there is. You know, I asked Maria, you know, we're old childhood friends, me and Maria. And uh, not, well, that's not true. But I asked her for the for my pod. I said, you know, what's what's the deal? This was this was after week one. She goes, what you're about to see is going to be the dumbest shit you've ever seen. So even for her, she she had no clue what this was all about, you know, because she's not privy to all the other interviews. And she's like, wait, what's going on? I'm the you know what I mean? Like, you don't I almost feel like you don't even know you're the target of conversation till it's already made its way to Joey sometimes. So she's just, uh, she's just like, you know, um, you know, like, like, you know what she said really telling last week, she said, man, I didn't think people would think of me this way. I didn't think it would go this way. And it's like, don't worry. It's really at this point, just Sydney and Leia 
Nobody else, even Medina, Medina, whatever the hell her name is. Uh, uh, I keep on thinking of um, that guy, Medina, uh, Medea, you know, the Medea movie guy. Anyway, mm. um, <laughs> it's even at this point, it's like no one else is against you, Maria. You have every right to defend yourself. You know, like if people are going to say all these lies about you, yeah, defend yourself. It's a, it is a wasted time. Be mad at the people wasting the time. You know, that it's their fault. Mm-hmm. I like that when before Joey decides to give the rose to Maria, he asks them both, like, do you see that we can have, like, a connection? Do you see this going anywhere? Obviously, Sydney says yes, based on literally nothing, because all of their conversations have been about someone else. But I liked Maria's answer. She was like, you know, given what's in the first few weeks, yes, but given what's happened these past few weeks, I have a lot of unanswered questions. And I just think that put her in the driver's seat. Like, Joey's the bachelor, but it's Maria who's, like, calling the shots now. And I feel like Joey almost has to like win her back a little bit yeah that's the problem with the bachelor is men shouldn't have this much control mm. if it was an equal setting he would be vying for maria or some or she would go to some other guy mm. but because she has no other options on the table here it can get one-sided so i like that she knows her worth which is what it really comes down yeah. to and says, Joey, listen if you really do want to choose sydney then you're not the type for me anyway. But I think you're better than that. And of course, he makes the right decision. He was going to make this decision from a mile away. Right. He's not an idiot. He knew that Maria was being portrayed a certain way. He just couldn't prove it because they kind of keep him in the blind. But it wasn't like some two-on-ones where it's really more he said, she said. This was an egregious, obvious, mm-hmm. you know, Maria was the one who was going to win this one. No, no shocker at all. No, but then what about the reaction of the girls when they find out that Sydney's going home? I was not expecting them to be so shocked. There were people crying. Like th- it makes well, it's me- like the first. It's the first rejection that's not at a rose ceremony, right? It's the first date where someone doesn't come home from the date. So some other seasons, you'll have someone just not come home. You know, I think Rachel Recchia sent home Jordan early on. And that was a big shocker when like, you just, you just don't expect to be get sent home on one-on-ones, but the two-on-ones, someone's going home. I think they were probably just like shocked, but it was pretty obvious that was going to happen anyway. Yeah. Anyone who watches this show at all knows this was sort of contrived. I just don't know how much Sydney was involved in it or like, was she a useful idiot? Or did she, because you have like Ashley Iconetti being like, all right, everyone calm down. Cause you know, Sydney's her friend and, and you know, friends like, no, Sydney's a good person. I'm like, well, maybe she is, but how, how is she going to claim that she was the one being gaslighted? Like, how is she going to make these claims when we watch this? No, I know. I think there's going to, she's going to have a lot to answer to at the women tell all. That's why I feel like there's a lot more that's going to unfold in that episode because there's so many unanswered questions. Like I literally have in bold capital letters in my notes, why can't Joe? just ask Leia. At this point, she's the only person that could really provide some clarity. All Leia has to say is like, no, she didn't say shut the fuck up to me. And that kind of like debunks everything that Sydney said. But the fact that he is sitting down with her didn't ask her. Even in the, the house after when it comes out that Leia is mad at Medina for not being mad at uh, Maria, which that whole thing is really weird. Maria's kind of running off with other people, inventing to other people. Like, I just don't get why she doesn't just pull Leia aside and be like, hey, what's going on? And did I ever tell you to shut the fuck up? Like, I just want answers and we're not getting any answers. When there are obvious ways to get them. It's not like there's no way that we can solve this problem. I mean, a real fall from grace for Leia. You know, it's like the drama was over. Sydney's gone. Yeah, let it go. Now we're doing the whole kind of tribal thing. I get my girls' backs. Sorry, Leia, these aren't your girls. You're all on a dating reality show. And also, like, get... So, yeah, the fact that Leia 
is mad at Medina for Maria's own beef with Medina that Sydney co-opted as her. Sydney leaves and what the hell is going on? And I get it. There are young women away from their cell phones. So all hell's going to break loose. Maybe, you know, they had a couple glasses of wine and they're not on their yoga schedule. So they're losing their shit. Right. So there's a lot of, you know, well, young, just a lot young men would act the same way, Dave. I just got to throw it out there. Hey, I don't doubt it. <laughs> I don't. Yeah. We don't have our gym workouts. We don't have our pre protein mixes. And next thing you know, we're punching walls. I get it. I understand. But uh, but right now we've got, you know, a, a master class in what happens in this like cult like world when people are like getting all tribal and stuff and it's like leia come on you were like america's sweetheart here why are you getting all sort of like mob boss for a girl nobody liked you're mad at medina for just trying to survive medina had such a great response to that she first of all she never wanted any of this the only thing she's guilty of is being a little self-deprecative and not any being a little insecure that she's cracked into the 30s you know what i mean like that's all that's all she's done wrong and so for her to want to be friends with maria is evident to maria not being a bad person and leia can't handle that true and it, like Leia is now filling the role as like a mini Sydney, and like girl, your days are numbered now too. What do you think's gonna yeah. happen? And also, what did you want Medina to do? Just like forever defend Sydney in the house, even though she's gone. Like at the end of the day, if you actually are here to like develop a relationship with Joey, why the fuck does it matter? Sydney's gone. She's not relevant to you guys anymore. At least in this little like bubble. I mean, they're just they're not there for the right reasons. That's all it is. I mean, could could you see Leia getting married here? I don't know. I mean, I don't I'm not even, I don't even know their ages. She just seems like a day outside of being in the sorority. Mm. That's all. It's like these are like sorority fights. I've been in a few chapter meetings here. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I, it's what do, these aren't adult fights, and I get it. They're barely their prefrontal cortexes aren't finished developing yet. Maybe the Botox is seeped into the nervous, you know, the reactionary. I don't know. But um, you know, the cool people win these things. Daisy's unfazed. Lexi's relatively unfazed. Maria's phased. I mean, they're rattling her. She's like this season's Thomas. You know what I mean? Mm. She's like super for whatever reason and had to deal with this like you know she's a target she's an absolute she's she dresses very I, I don't even mean this in any bad way she dresses sexy she's like a target to sydney leia to all these well, other she's girls a threat there is jealousy yeah. though i mean i think truly like maria is so dynamic and ha is such a catch has so much going for her that sydney was felt threatened by her and i think there was like an exchange of a few words but i don't think it was anything crazy and i think she took it and ran with it because she saw her as someone that she was envious of well, you know what's interesting too, and that's a great point. And and if we re rewind, you look at you look at Maria, and the the one thing she's guilty of, and I don't blame her, is holding Sydney to her words and saying, "What did I do that made you feel bullied?" She really held her to her words, and she won't and, say and it. No, there's nothing. There's nothing there. That's what's the most frustrating part. Like, that's why I wanted to see that conversation for a little bit longer. Her saying, like, when did I tell Leia to shut the fuck up? Sydney just looks at her and says, you never own up to your actions. Okay, answer my fucking question. When did I say it? And you're saying, like, that's something very specific, too. You're not saying, like, oh, you're a bully anymore. It's something you're... You're very clear about what I said. So, okay, tell me when I said it. And Leia, can you come in here and back this story up? Because I would like a backup. 
I wouldn't want to fight you. You sound too oh. logical. Oh. I wouldn't want to cross you. Yeah, you they should you should be like there waiting in the wings on the show and they just pause and everyone has to freeze. And then you say, tell her what you actually said. Yeah. Did you tell her to go fuck herself? Did you? And then you just walk off. But again, they wouldn't have three episodes worth of meaningless drama if you did that. So true. Yeah. I just feel like we could be focusing on more interesting drama. Like, can't people be like fighting over Joey, like cat fights, a little bit something else like this is just not this is not and it that's not and it, so sis. that's really yeah that's really what the two-on-one date is it ends act one so if you look at the whole season as a first second and third act act one joey needs time to fall in love with these ladies mm -hmm. so any of the drama you're going to get it's always a chad johnson a shanae it's just a random needless drama it's never true heartstrings it's sydney it's just like the like that's the end of act one the two-on-one date now we move into all right we're whittling it down your top six whatever and then again the end it'll be like the final four and then but this is where this is like we were the season so fast that we're going from trivial bullshit drama to all right now we got a group of people that joey actually likes and there's probably still some people that are on the season that joey wants nothing to do with mm -hmm. you know what i mean you know, there, there's a few people there that I'm just like, there's well, no Leia shot. Leia and Medina being two of them. So I think it's funny that that storyline includes them because, like, you guys are just, you just buy another day or two. But, like, you're not freaking Daisy and Joey choosing their kids' names. You guys really think you have a shot? Yeah, and, and Leia had, I mean, she had the best... She was the first to meet him, right? So mm -hmm. she had the, I mean, that that's like the Dale Moss, you know, not that Dale Moss and Claire Crowley knew each other beforehand, but the cast was leaked. So she knew of him, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And the fact that Joey knew of Leia, this could have been a, like a long time ruminating, thinking this could be the one. And it's just not, it's just not, you know, he likes her. He's probably, he probably thinks she's cute. But there's just nothing there. And I don't know, maybe deep down they know it. Maybe they just know. Maybe No, they maybe, know. Yeah, you know, and you're like, all right, I know there's nothing here. And then and then again, maybe I like if I were on the season and maybe I knew I, I was just biding my time, maybe that I would get antsy and, and kick some, you know, tires and start my own fights. Who knows? But I was actually told by a former bachelorette way before this podcast, like over a decade ago, she told me something and then later asked me to scratch it from the record. And because of that, I'm not going to reveal which bachelorette it was, but I will tell you what she said. And she said that she told the producers, she said, I picked my two or three favorites and I just said, you do the rest. And they literally tell her every week who got sent home. And she's like, I knew who, night one, who my top four was going to be. And then it's just a matter of like, so the whole like, I don't know, when the lead dates the person or goes on a date with someone that you know they don't really have a connection with, it's not because they're actually considering them. Your mind's blown a little bit. Very interesting stuff here. Yeah. No, you're right. And then the group date roses are the pittiest of roses. It's like, all right, you, you had a good story. You get the rose. And it's just. Although Kelsey yeah. T got it. And I feel like Boy, she's been. Boy, what a slipper. What a sleeper. What does that mean? Like she's been. <laughs> <laughs> she's she's giving late stage oh. takeover. She's like, she's like hot, but not controversial and controversial. And she's just sort of like making a late comeback. True. That is what she's giving sleeper. Right. I mean, she's just like a good, she's a good, she's a catch. I texted Steve. I go, I go, Kelsey's a sleeper. She's, you know, it's just like you, you, you slept on her. You're like, Oh, who's this? Yeah. She's so like, pretty. And she's been getting so many um, like ITM moments and she's been doing a little bit of narrating. And today I, when I was watching it, I was like, damn, like she's been shown so much in like confessionals. Why doesn't she like get more with him? And then tonight I was like, yes, I was excited you know, to see her. I 
I mean, and, and again, the producers always know more than we do because they spend hours talking to them. Yeah. So there could be a lot that's just not working for the edit that would make her a fantastic bachelorette for all we know. And, I mean, I have no idea, but um, I did, I, did they even do, I don't know if they did a pretty woman date this year, but she would be the perfect, con- the you know, like, but until you get featured on a one-on-one, you know, they just show you in the group, you know, in the morning in your pajamas. It's like, lam up Kelsey, start throwing fastballs down the middle. And if Joey's not the one because maybe he's already got his she's absolutely like bachelorette bait for sure but i think they need to show her a lot more though and it looks like she does get um a one-on-one date soon so then i think we will get to like learn more about her but yeah they can't have her like being a sleeper as you say anymore if, uh, What's this shirt thing you're doing here? Oh, I'm I'm, I'm just I'm just. You got do you got the sweats? Did <laughs> I do I make you nervous? No, I'm like honestly, I'm upstairs in my house and it's really hot. I'm not you're even like hot, honestly you're realizing. Hot flashes. Yeah, I mean, I am 38, <laughs> <laughs> but I'm not even like paying attention to the fact that you're like seeing me because I'm like looking at my notes and stuff. But yeah, Davis seeing like me in like give, rare form right now, pajamas. I Can you believe we've never met in person? I like to give uh, the audience the real visuals that they can't hear. But oh, uh, yeah, you've got, you've got full pit sweat, uh, t-shirt, t-shirt <laughs> flapping going on. Okay. I don't have pit sweat though. I'm just hot. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. Well, that wraps up episode four, but we have episode five tomorrow. So, I mean, I guess there's going to be more to come of this. Jackie and I are going to be recapping um, TBD on when the recap is going to come out, but it's going to be like, I don't know, a day or so after the episode. So stand by, make sure you're subscribed so it comes straight to your phone. But thank you, Dave Neal, for joining me in this recap room. Can you turn out the, can you blow out the candle for me? Done. I didn't hear your blow. That's because I have a good microphone. Oh, shh. Well, yeah. Should I blow so it makes the noise? Please blow. Wait, did it not make the noise? No, I got I got an anti-wind ruffle, I guess. Oh, okay. All right. Well, um, can you, before you go, though, tell my listeners a little bit about Bachelor Rush Hour and where they can find you other places? Guys, I do two 25-minute episodes every day. Your morning rush, your afternoon rush in 2023, featured in Time Magazine, Washington Post, Us Magazine, and sued this year. The charges were dropped, but that means we're bringing all the hot content. You don't want to deal with litigation, Dave, here. No. And, uh, and I appreciate all the support we've gotten from Bachelor Nation uh, as we sort of fight for our right to cover Bachelor topics the old First Amendment there, Steffi. True. You can find me Bachelor Rush Hour. My interview with Braden and Christina was actually approved by Bachelor producers. Wait, why? How? I'm so mad I don't at know. you. They never do. And I tell you what, they approved it. And then they said, um, can we watch it before you air it? And you know what I did? Can I tell you? No. Can I give you the breaking news? Please. I turned the monetization on my YouTube for the screener for them to watch to make sure that they had to watch ads before they approved it. Good. Just so, to get just to get a little money out of them? It made two cents. <laughs> it was the pettiest thing I've ever done in my life. I love it. But also like, yeah. wait, Jack, it's so funny. Jackie and I talked about a lot about this earlier in the episode, but we were talking about how we have not been, I mean, we have gotten a ton of people on the show, but we haven't been approved by ABC. And she literally says like, oh, Dave gets people approved. I'm like, are you fucking kidding no, me? This was the first time. I actually got Mercedes approved after I recorded and uploaded it. I was in Mercedes was like, uh, maybe I shouldn't say this, whatever. She was like, I'll do it, but it's not approved. 
And then we did it. And she's like, I just can't promote it because it's not approved. And then they were like, all right, we'll approve it. When do you want to record it? And I was like, we already did two weeks ago. Did you tell them so, that? No, I didn't tell them that. Uh, <laughs> I didn't tell them that we already who recorded are you, it. Um, who are you talking with? I don't even know their name, but I'll for sure forward It's it probably you. someone I've already tried because I've I've emailed like everyone and they just- Well, I tried to get Faith from Golden Bachelor and they stalled on my response. And I had Faith wanting to do it. You know, obviously people love you. They want to do these. Mm -hmm. So I think it's just a matter of time. But I tell you what, I'll put in a great word for you. You guys do fantastic work. You should absolutely be getting these interviews. It's so weighted against indie podcasters because they don't have anything to control us with. They got the the you know, the Knicks and these other uh, sort of bootlickers because they're in with the you know the the overall narrative. And these guys like Nick who fall up the ladder think they're doing something right. And it's like, no, you're not. You just have access to things we don't have access to. It's not a fair fight. I'm not saying that to complain. I'm just saying just don't think it's a fair fight. Like we get the interviews we get. We make the most out of it. But of course, as you keep on growing and getting interviews, and it's like I know it's hard to get breaking news when you're interviewing someone who was on the show four years ago. But you do a great job. Your guests trust you. You're true fans of like who you talk to. And it shows up with the energy you put out there. So just keep doing what you're doing. So for anyone who's listening, you can also find my stand-up comedy shows. I post my dates on my Instagram at dneals, but I'm going to be, I think, headlining a show end of March in Phoenix. I'm going to try to stay at Clayton uh, Eckerd's new Airbnb. <laughs> oh my God. So I'm, I'm probably going to try to get some fans to stay with me, uh, which by the way, sounds like the yeah. start of a very kinky night. It won't be. Uh, Great. So have you not learned anything from Clayton? There's going to be a girl that says like you're, you've fathered her, her twins. I, I, I will have a 24-7 camera on me. Okay. Trust me. You'll just not, podcast but, the entire time. Yeah, I'm just going to literally have surveillance cameras on me. Uh, but yeah, for I mean, I mean, it's been a wild ride uh, getting sued for harassment uh, by covering Bachelor News. I would have never thought it would have happened. I moved to Nashville. I had to introduce myself to the sheriff's department just to say, you might get crazy calls from people. Here I am. Here's my phone number. If someone tries to swat my house, which, by the way, I've uh, I've been on lists because of this for, uh, with people who have gotten swatted and and you know there's a documentary on Netflix about someone who got swatted and someone got murdered because of it and so anyway I mean I've, I'm proactive I know my sheriffs now and they know that I'm a YouTuber I'm a content creator I live in town and there's people that are trying to do whatever tactics they can you know people that this person has uh you know uh, contacted uh, sheriff's departments in Orlando or Florida uh, about other content creators me in Los Angeles she called the FBI on me an FBI tip line i'm in FBI records now the FBI ended up calling the Scottsdale police to report her after she made threatening claims against me i mean it's insane all because we cover the bachelor That's who would have thought that's sick. I'm sorry that you're going through that, but you're coming it's out okay. on top, it seems. I'm on top, baby. But yeah, thank you again so much, guys. Go check out. Dave has like everything, YouTube, podcast, comedy. Like what doesn't this guy do? He drives, he talks to Bachelor alumni, he gets like sued by some people. He's just got so much going <laughs> on. We talked about him a ton on the show as well. So go give him a listen. You won't regret it. And thank you, Dave, for helping me out, filling in for Jackie. Listen, whenever you need to fill in, I will answer the phone. I'm here for you guys. Perfect. I love what you both do. You're fantastic. And it's it's always good to be associated with the She's All Bachelor ladies. Aw, thanks. All right. Well, Yay. get out of this room. Bye. Bye. 
And that is our show. Thank you guys so much for listening. If you like what you hear, send this to a friend. Go tell someone about She's All Batch. We can grow with your help. Rate us five stars. Leave us a nice review. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, also, guys, make sure you can check out – you get ad-free versions of this episode in advance on Tuesdays on our Patreon, which is honestly amazing because we include the recap in with it. So if you're, like, itching to talk about the last Monday night's night episode, episode, Monday night yeah. episode, then definitely go check that out. Yeah, and like we said, um, on Valentine's Day, there is a Bad Dates Horror Stories uh, Patreon episode right now. You can go over to patreon.com slash she's all batch and go listen right now. So happy Valentine's Day. If you don't have plans, mm-hmm. I think this will entertain you. So For sure. go check that out. And you guys have been loving our sound off episodes. Thank you guys so much. Definitely share those. Obviously, um, with non-Bachelor fans, too, because we cover all types of things. We have another great one coming this Friday. So if you have anything you want us to sound off about, you know where to find us. Exactly. And thank you to Dave Neal for helping me recap this week. Definitely go check out his podcast, Bachelor Rush Hour. And is that it? I think that's it. Goodbye, bitches. Bitches.